Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Compliance News. The Daily Compliance News is an offering of the Compliance Podcast Network. April 30, 2019, the end of April edition. First up, in the New York Times, was the Varsity Blues scandal really a conspiracy, or is this just prosecutorial overreach? Uh, conspiracy charges is a powerful tool uh, that the government can use, but several of the defense lawyers in the Varsity Blues scandal case have claimed that uh, the government used a conspiracy charge in an effort to judge shop and get in front of a pro-prosecution judge. Um, whether or not that's true, I find it very difficult to believe there was a conspiracy here because you have obviously a number of different universities and you have parents paying very different amounts. So a conspiracy would be some sort of chain that uh, they were all kind of in on the deal, and I don't think there's any anything to indicate that. Next up, what's $5 billion amongst friends? As Facebook is facing a fine of $5 billion dollars, But really, what does $5 billion mean to Facebook? Um, Is it really a slap on the wrist? Will it be meaningful? Is it uh, anything that would get Facebook's attention? Or would they ever even bother to change uh, their way? So there's been some criticism of the FTC. Um, $5 billion does seem like a lot of money, but maybe to Facebook it's really not as much as it could or should be. Next up, over from uh, our friends, our friend Francine McKenna at Market Watch, the U.S. Department of Justice has asked a federal court to put on hold the SEC civil action against former Theranos Chief Operating Officer Sonny Balwani, arguing that a stay in that case would prioritize the criminal case against him. Uh, basically, what the government wants to do, or doesn't want rather, is that Balwani or Elizabeth Holmes be able to do a discovery in the civil case and get it for their criminal action, which they are both charged with. So this is a fairly typical move, but it's certainly one that is more high profile, and it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out going forward. And finally, uh, for those European banks who wondered why they get so hammered by the U.S. Department of Justice and the U.S. Banking regulations, well, it's pretty clear that the answer is found on the front page of today's Financial Times as the EU's financial watchdog uh, has ditched, as in stopped and ended, the Danske Bank scandal probe. Rather amazingly, the Board of Supervisors voted to close the investigation without adopting any findings. This was after a draft of four separate breaches of EU law was made by the uh, investigators of the matter. So a pretty stunning result, but um, it points clearly to the problem with European banking regulation. They don't do anything. And if the EU is going to simply close the file at this point, it really speaks on one, a lack of authority of the banking regulators, but also a lack of will to actually regulate. So they will continue to get hammered by U.S. regulators and no doubt appropriately so. Jay Rosen and I are recording another episode of Popcorn and Compliance this week. We're going to be joined by Sean Friedland, and we're going to review Endgame, 
the end of the first wave of the Marvel Universe franchise. Stay tuned for it this week. We recently premiered two new shows on the Compliance Podcast Network in Modern Medium. Paris Fox takes a look at how you go through the process of designing art and why it's so important for the compliance practitioner to utilize these skills in their communications with their uh, employees. In Forensically Speaking, Jonathan Marks helps you understand the forensic side of compliance. 